This episode, in fact, the entire podcast, is now brought to you by Town Square Brewing. If you haven't heard of these guys yet, I really recommend you find some of the beer they make. Give it a try. Uh, it'll be available anywhere else you normally find craft beer. Hopefully, uh, coming up over the holidays, everyone gets a bit more time to relax, hang out with friends and family. And why not let Town Square be a part of that, too? Uh, it's definitely my my favorite beer in the city. And to be honest, it, it was my favorite long before they decided to get behind this little project of mine. But either way, they are now sponsoring this podcast, so thanks to them. Uh, obviously, 18+, plus and drink responsibly. Enjoy the episode. You're, you're speaking for the whole crew here. Yeah, right? I guess so. Hey, yeah. Did you yeah. you guys have to get the okay or you just oh. assume it's fine? I think Justin mostly I Justin and Zach mostly insisted because me and Ty have done this one before where uh yeah. where uh where the guys doing the media stuff, you know? Yeah, they're completely aware. they they want us to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah the, I I was saying to my girlfriend this morning, I have like almost a like maybe a warped view of podcasting just because that's like I'll listen to music and stuff, but pretty much all day I'm just like burning through podcasts. So I hear like so many about so many different things. And now that I make one, I just assume like everyone is as pro podcast as I am. So I'll, <laughs> yeah. like, I'll reach out to friends or like I have friends who have like partners that like do something and I I want to interview them. And they always say like, yeah, like, no, like definitely no offense. It's just like, we're not, we're not down into talking or like being recorded or whatever. And then yeah. I, for a second, I was get like slightly offended and then i have to remember like yeah not everyone i mean i hated the idea of doing this before i did it so i I get it yeah Yeah, i don't think it's a bad medium for sure i think it's pretty interesting yeah i like listening to them i mean i was a little scared and nervous about you know what to talk about but I'm excited to try it and stoked you asked. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for asking us. Oh yeah, no problem. I know. I remember like telling you, Dylan, like the idea I had to get this all going. Like, yeah, dude. I don't even think I had recorded my episode with Nicole yet. I was telling you like she yeah. agreed to it, and then, and it was her episode actually that kind of like got. A bit more traction and i mean every guest is awesome but she's yeah. got her own fan base so she kind of like pushed her views or listens up a bit oh, totally, and, the, yeah. and then from then we were able to kind of talk to more like musicians and and stuff in her yeah like, yeah i saw you guys. had the dude filming shows 
on. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, Kyle. and then yeah. the sounds uh, of the seven eight zero. Shout you, out. Have you seen him around? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. He was at the. Oh man, what show was it? Ninety nine ten. He was at that last. I think it was the boot liquor show. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was there. He's, like he's been in a couple. Like every hardcore show. Yeah, actually, yeah, he's been pretty much at all of them. I've yeah. been at less than he has this last couple months, probably. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> he seems like super motivated. I think he's like just really passionate about. Yeah, exactly. Like that's being cool. at every show and having photos for everyone. So yeah, that's really cool because I think there's never been a better time. It seems like everything's popping off right now. So might as well document it yeah you you guys have a like somewhat big show coming up right yeah 9910 december 22nd yeah 22nd yeah, yeah. If it's a big it's a big show i guess because the franklins are reuniting to play that one and they're a very cool band yeah yeah they definitely have like some history in the city in their own like little yeah fan club i mean all all the bands too but you know dylan already sort of told me this story but i want to maybe or i guess i want anyone listening to hear it as well when i uh i think i was asking dylan uh to show me some of your guys's merch and then your logo looked a lot like the power trip logo, but it like, I mean, anyone can do a logo, like a parody or whatever. I just kind of like, I could tell it was like the exact same logo. And then Dylan said that it was done by the same artist. So can you uh, like share that story, please? If, if you want. Oh, totally. Yeah. I don't, I don't even know how we like found out about that guy. I forget his name, uh, but we just he was just like an Instagram account that made Pull it up, Jamie. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I, he's from Indonesia, I believe, but he would just like message us being like, yo, do you need art? And pretty like for like lots of bands, like low level, like all of our old bands, we'd get him to design stuff. So, yeah. And then, yeah, he was doing like Power Trip and a bunch of these cool big bands and when I asked him to do the Power of Evil logo, he just like, he sent me the original just after, you know, describing an evil heavy metal logo. And then I pretty much just told him to throw some candles and that's, that's about it. He just went with it. And I really, we, we, he did most of the work as far as coming up with it and designing it. And yeah, you know- it was pretty easy. I think it's a pretty cool looking logo too. Oh, yeah, think- it's very similar yeah. to Power Trips. Like you can see <laughs> yeah, the it's... style and the influence for sure. Yeah. Like it, but, it uh, like I think it, it's similar, but it's also like different too. Like if you actually look at it, like I yeah. try to like really analyze it because I like I go through like phases and like they're really short but i get like super obsessed with one thing and for like a week all i was doing was looking at like metal logos and i was like these these are definitely the, the coolest logo yeah i think yeah. metal has like yeah a lot of it some of it's pretty corny but like a lot of the designs and stuff and imagery are just so cool i think like yeah it's like, just yeah 
like when you get into like death metal and black metal where it's you can't even read it it's more of a design it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's like to i feel like to average like to people that don't listen to that they're like what is that but to somebody that's into it it's it's such a cool thing that you know people are into these undiscernible logos it's definitely i think like a lot cooler though when it's like more authentic i'm i'm sure you agree but like you know like all these like fashion houses and like rappers wearing metal stuff it doesn't like it's not as cool as when you see someone who you just know like is yeah into metal rock when you can tell they're about it it definitely is sicker than when they're just wearing it for fashion because it's a beast design or something yeah, yeah. And like I, that's why for a second I was like, you know, I should I should do a nowhere fast logo like this. Yeah. And I dude. was like, no, like I'll then I'm I'm being the exact hypocrite that I'm <laughs> I mean, I think if you're into heavy metal and you do a heavy metal rip, that's fun. It's cool. It's like paying homage, you know. Yeah, it's like the same as skateboarding. It's like if you put your like all into it. You can tell, whereas if somebody just shows up and wants to wear the clothes or whatever, right? Yeah. It, like, I feel like that goes for almost anything. Yeah. You yeah. can tell. You can smell yeah. them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. the uh, Also, yeah, with for the logo, too. If you see the Dark Throne logo, that was a very big influence, actually. I was like, make it like the Dark Throne logo. I remember telling him that. So if you mix Dark Throne and Power Trip, I guess you have our logo. <laughs> did he he draw that logo as well? No, that's like um it's old. Yeah, that would have been come out like been made in like the 90s, like 90, like 1990, I think, or even like 89 or something, whenever their first album came out. Do you know like is is Power Trip kind of his most well-known logo or has he done some other iconic ones? I'm not I, sure. I think that's his most known because he yeah, did some probably. of the merch as well, like shirt designs and stuff. Like they went through him quite a bit. I feel like with the price he was charging, he wasn't doing a lot of other like big bands logos. Yeah, yeah like I you know, like he hadn't caught on yet. <laughs> like <laughs> as I'm saying it he's like the designer isn't what makes a band big right like power trip kind of blew themselves up by being oh, an amazing good. band yeah. they just took the logo with them yeah totally yeah i think that's like like we had music before we ever had a logo sort of thing like that was just kind of like oh well you need one because everyone has one sort of yeah you know, like it's, it's an want, ad- like times new roman as you're printed on a t-shirt no one's gonna buy that <laughs> yeah like i don't know I've, I've been playing music forever so like when i start a band i'm not thinking about i guess aesthetic or like imagery it's yeah. more about like the music for, for me personally and that's like after notes like i still get stoked on all that stuff because you get to yeah. kind of create an image or whatever like it's super fun but it's definitely an after an afterthought I guess. the music should definitely come first but but like having a dope image doesn't hurt you know yeah but like forming <laughs> like, an image to like what you yeah. wrote is better i think than like coming up with an image and trying yeah. to write building a band that. around that yeah yeah totally i mean there's no right or wrong way to do it but i want yeah, to just do it 
Yeah, just do it. Yeah. It's a funny thought because I could see maybe, you know, like a SoundCloud rapper or something kind of planning out their merch first. But to think of like a kid getting into metal, planning the merch first, like, yeah, definitely weird, but it it could maybe like it wouldn't be good, but it could work maybe. It's all part of the process. I mean, it kind of it kind of works because when I was a kid, like Iron Maiden's designs like got me. It definitely helped me find their music. You know, I just thought like Eddie was the coolest thing ever. And I was like, this is so sick. I got to check it out. You know? Yeah. I listen to music based off if the album art is cool. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So what like uh, Tyler, you said you've been playing music forever. Do you guys want to maybe break down like a bit of your history before Power of Evil? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, I guess I've played guitar since like I was a kid, like 15, probably 16. And like I even had a rock band and we were playing shows even then. So, well, yeah, I guess I've been doing it a long time. And But once I turned like 18 or 19, I started playing in just heavier bands or more extreme. Like pretty much haven't played in a band without screaming since then, I'd say. <laughs> and uh, yeah, like I played my first band uh, was with, it called Cold Lungs, which was with Zach, the bassist of Power of Evil, and a guy named Justin Vanderhoek, who recorded our album, actually. Yeah, and uh, very did, cool dudes. Yeah, awesome guys. We did that for a long time. Um, trying to think, I played in, what did I do? I played in a band called Self-Harm after that. Bleach? Bleach. Uh, low Level. Uh, feeding. And uh, Faith Crisis. These are all like the most badass names. I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, thanks. I'm just like, oh man, there's a lot. I hope I'm not missing any because I'm like, back. they've then, yeah, every they've all been fun. Like I've even had some projects. Uh, we just called it Bat because it was Brandon, Aaron, Tyler, but uh, we were just me. We were just jamming over the pandemic and wrote a bunch of punk songs and never did anything with it. So. Yeah, I don't know, but th- those are the main bands, I guess, I've done. Yeah, my list is not nearly that long. It's pretty short, actually, and way less sick than Ty's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my first band was a hardcore band called Londonderry, and we just wanted to sing about the North Side, basically. So, oh, and that, so we did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah. super sick, too. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's an awesome name in its own regard. Yeah, we wanted to rep for sure. So, and then, uh, yeah, just a, just a, for fun Halloween cover set of a life of agony cover band. And then, and then, uh, that was, that's sick. Cool. <laughs> yeah, life of agony does kick ass. Yeah. that was yeah. yeah. And then years later, I just joined power of evil and um, now I get to play music with some of my best friends. Is, is that just like, did you start playing later than, Tyler, or you just had yeah. Less, like, I joined a year ago. Or... Oh, I just I just never really played instruments as much. So I was like just getting taught how to play the bass for like the bands that I was playing in. That was about it. I'm not like musically crazy, like or nothing. I'm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really. I'm not a instrument 
guy. I can learn them, but I just haven't. <laughs> when you started singing, you were good immediately, though. Like you didn't need to learn. Like you knew how to do rhythm. Like you, you know, you're a musician right off the bat. It was sweet. Oh, geez. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, jamming was fun. Joining Power View was a lot of fun. Do you guys all write together, or are you writing all the lyrics to Dylan? It's like uh, 50-50. We kind of, like, sometimes we can all get together and jam while I'll just, like, sit down and try to write some songs. If we got, like, if we got, like, a track laid out, we'll just try to figure out the lyrics to that or something a lot of the time. And sometimes, you know, me or Ty or Justin will just come, or Zach, or just come through with, like, some lyrics that we that we think are all right and fit a song perfectly. And if everyone likes them, we just go with it. So it's, like, it's kind of both. Yeah. We can yeah. we work like independently and as a group, so like just yeah. We kind of yeah, we'd take like I would I just have a notebook and I'm just writing lyrics all the time. And then yeah, you were doing that and we yeah. would all just meet up and kind of be like what collaborate. Yeah. Yeah. And Ty's so, writing like all the riffs though. He's a he's a riff daddy big time. Is there any like headbutting? Like if if someone has lyric they really stand by, but their SCU don't like it, does it get scrapped or it's never came to that? Uh I, I don't know about headbutting, but like we'll just we uh, like we collaborate, we kind of compromise, or maybe it's like if we don't like that, like if we like something and we don't want to use it, we'll just move it to like a different song or different part or something. Oh yeah, yeah okay, cool. And yeah, I feel like everybody's kind of just like whatever is the best is the best, but yeah. everybody's very like communal about decisions. Yeah. We're all kind of on like, the same page too, I find. Like me and Zach have been playing music since like for 10 years together and like me and Justin for like at least five. So I feel like we've kind of just, you know, obviously we're not, it's working. We don't hate each other if we're done it that long. So I think we can like, work through what we want to like if you really have an idea and you really want it you can push for that but besides that everybody has a say in voices like what's the best for the music like not your personal opinion or your ego or whatever right just yeah yeah it's kind of it's really fun when everybody's just going towards like a song and not what they want yeah i think we're all really good at that yeah, no, that that sounds sounds to work at least like in your case. You know, maybe other people can pull it off, but it seems like it's working fine. Yeah. Yeah, like if, if you have an idea, you gotta like really push. Like if you can show it and everybody's willing to try it out and it works, it works. But if it doesn't, I think we're all like we all we don't get hurt or anything by that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's totally. not a personal jab or anything. How do you guys feel about uh, a Christmas show? Like, oh, is man. that a positive or a negative? It's a big positive. I think the Christmas shows and like, uh, like they're a pretty, they're pretty cool. Like, I look forward to them every year. There's usually like at least one Christmas banger every year. Yeah, and uh, and they've there's been some really cool ones over the years, and it's always around like the you know the time everyone has off, so they always pack up too. So I'm just stoked you get to play this one. Yeah. Yeah. And like, it's somebody that would just go to a show anyways. It's kind of just like a nice way to 
you know, do something you usually do before you go into this kind of like holiday mode for a few weeks. Or like yeah. Week where there's nothing really going on. And yeah. you're just like with family or whatever. I guess so that's Yeah, you can escape hanging out with the fam for a little bit to go exactly, to the show and drink know? beer with your friends. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. That's a fun little escape. I, yeah. I live for it. Oh, yeah. I think like more more people are probably in town too. I think right? so. Yeah, so you'll, yeah. You'll see old friends and yeah. You I know, absolutely like, see friends at those shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's super cool. It's such a nice time of year. I think for a show. And is is that one of your like kind of top rated venues in the city? Oh, 9910. Yeah, kicks ass. One of my favorite. I only have good, yeah, only good things to say about like the venue, the people that run it. Uh, Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's great. I think they put on great shows. Yeah, one of the best like atmospheres and everything. Super fun. (laughs) Always super chill too. And such a good spot, I think. (laughs) And like, yeah, like you, there can have these like smaller to medium sized shows there and like, there's not a lot of venues in the city. Like, that's why hardcore struggles with just playing wherever they can find or rent out that's cheap enough. So having a solid venue like that is so nice. And, like, people come out and it's on a bus route. And, it's you know, it's just, it's pretty cool. Is that, like, what, how do you feel about the, the hardcore and metal scene in the city? Because I hear like mixed things, but a lot of people say it's actually a good community and it's a lot like bigger and closer knit than you would expect from a town like this. Yeah, I mean, I think there's like so much music in Edmonton. There's like locally, there's every genre I feel like of local music going on. Like, I, I, know, I don't know much about other cities, but, like, I know about their hardcore scenes or whatever, but I don't know about, like, their metal scene or their punk scene. But, like, Edmonton always has something, I feel like. Yeah. If you're, and, yeah, like, there's, like, a noise show scene. Like, there's all, there's, you pretty much find what you're looking for, I feel like. Yeah, which I think variety is really cool, but there's not, like, one super significant, strong, unified, like, music scene. Yeah. And that, like you, you mentioned, only really playing in like heavier bands. But in your personal time, do you listen to other types of music? <laughs> oh man! Oh man! So much Me, country. I listen all, to everything. Yeah. <laughs> all Dylan and I only listen to country. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like that. That's yeah. the newest thing. I. I but was like, like the good country, not like the pop country shit. Yeah, all the yeah. good stuff, like murder ballads and stuff. <laughs> yeah the songs to cry to yeah 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 i don't know we listen to a bit of like i feel like me and ty are pretty similar in music taste we listen to a lot of everything i think like i'll listen yeah. to like soul and country and punk and easy like shit like jazz even sometimes and all that stuff the only thing i never really got behind is like dubstep i'll listen to like some electronic music but like that's like the one thing i don't really ever listen to yeah, I think I listen to everything but that. <laughs> like, I like hip hop. I like lots of like, but I just don't. Yeah, I guess I'm not a dancer, so just dance music. <laughs> <laughs> but like, do you, what, what do you think about like moshing and stuff? Is, is kind of dancing in a way. Oh yeah, 
Yeah, I think yeah. people should mosh. I love it. I love watching people mosh. Moshing's fun to do. Like it's makes shows feel more electric, you know. Yeah. Like not ninety nine ten. Is there a lot of moshing that goes on? Are they? I think it so. Tame? It usually gets pretty hectic. Yeah. It's just like a lot of pushing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But not like people punching each other. <laughs> yeah. At least what from what I've seen. That one's crazy. Like when I see footage of uh, people just like punching each other, like essentially, <laughs> yeah. it's yeah. weird. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't participate. I would get hurt. But as somebody that plays in a band, when I'm on stage, I like seeing it. That's for sure. So, <laughs> you know, yeah. it, got, it gets you pumped up, right? Yeah, it's all part of the fun. I think as long as you're not ignorant and you know your surroundings, you can go wild, have fun, but, yeah. you know, control yourself. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, now that the pandemic is, like, I guess kind of coming to an end, do you guys have any touring plan? Nothing. Nothing super solid, yeah. Like, just some ideas, but that's about yeah. it. Yeah. Like, we really want to get to Vancouver and play with some some of our friends' bands and stuff and go to Regina and but yeah, nothing planned out. Yeah. It's it's expensive now with gas, everything. You go west and you're just paying an arm and a leg to tour. Yeah. Yeah, I I hadn't even actually thought about that, but yeah, the the insane like praise of everything these days must be I mean, it, it's kind of ruining everything, but yeah, it's really ruining the touring industry and like pretty bad. I think yeah. it's affecting it for sure. Yeah, it's so it's expensive for bands to go on tour, man. It's bands will barely go past Vancouver, like very rarely. And now yeah. there's less money and it's more expensive. So it's hard and, for like prairies to get some of the shows. And local bands, believe it or not, don't make a lot of money. <laughs> believe it or not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can imagine. I, the, you know, the older I get, I, I, I don't know if anyone makes money. Yeah, I think everyone besides maybe lawyers and doctors is just faking it. Yeah, Dude, like, I think I agree with that. <laughs> like, where is it coming from? Like, <laughs> yeah, it, they've just like fooled us all over the years, and then. Uh, I, I don't know about you guys, but I grew up to work decently hard and not really make much money. Yeah, same thing, I think, yeah. I, I don't think I've ever made what most people would say good money. So yeah, yeah, definitely not. But I've always worked hard. <laughs> yeah, I've always tried to work hard, yeah. There's some payoff, like going on tour, but it's just, yeah. Yeah, like, seems, I don't know. It's we... further and further away. Before COVID, we'd like do even just like a week where we'd just go play like a few prairie shows and go to BC and whatever, like go to Winnipeg. But yeah, after the pandemic, just haven't even really thought about traveling much. Like, my God, filling the van, even like it's a lot more expensive now. So I wonder if that will affect the show, like people touring and passing through Edmonton. I think it has already. I it in a way, but I it's also there's been like almost sometimes two shows a night. There's been like a surge of shows too after yeah. there, there wasn't any like 
the bands that are doing well for themselves are definitely still coming but yeah i think maybe for like some like some bands like us it's a bit harder to get out there and had you toured in any of your previous bands tyler i think most of them yeah we've we've only i've ever only made it out to winnipeg and to vancouver so we've only done canada and uh, never out east, which I would love to do, because that's even more expensive. But uh, yeah, that's all I've done. I think we've I've toured with like four of like Cold Lungs, uh, Low Level, Feeding. Yeah, just those three, actually, I believe. Yeah, so, I've only ever been on tour with Ty's bands. <laughs> so. Yeah, Dylan would do merch before he yeah. was playing. Oh, and, so you, you know what it's like at least. Like you, oh, yeah. you've seen it from the inside. Yeah, I've been on a couple of tours with a couple of bands, just you know, chilling or selling merch or something. Yeah. It's always fun. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a fun not vacation. <laughs> yeah. It's a fun, stressful, hard vacation, but it is I, a lot of fun. I wonder if like being the merch guy is, is almost more fun. Because it, it, it would be less, like, stressful than having to get up and perform, like, every show. I was kind of, like, chill. It was. I mean, I never really felt a lot of stress being on tour with <laughs> any of Ty's old bands. So, yeah, it was, like, it was definitely, I think, more chill. Yeah. And, yeah. The hardest but I had to sell those like... T-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> the hardest part, I think, is just, like, getting, like, sleeping and in vans and stuff like that and yeah i i just get homesick pretty fast uh you dylan mentioned londary being your old band so you're from the north end like you grew up on the north yeah i grew up in like delton like right right over by avenue theater oh like like very north yeah like 118th ish just off just off there and then I basically just lived like every like a bunch of north side neighborhoods. I lived over in Castle Downs for a bit or just like moved from Delton to like Delwood and yeah. Yeah, I grew guy. up in Castle Downs on the north. Yeah, like right on the highway, pretty much like as far as you could go. <laughs> yeah. It's a charming, charming area. Yeah. I think, so yeah, I I actually it's weird. I grew or I lived in Riverbend which is a story in itself and you can't really hold it against me, but I went to high school at Vic. So a lot of my friends were actually Castle Downs people, but I graduated like 2003. So this is a while ago, but yeah, a lot of my friends were out that far too. And we had a lot of fun out there, got into a lot of trouble, (laughs) but it was fun. I feel like, when you're living like kind of that that far out it's like you have to get into trouble and make your own fun you know (laughs) yeah yeah exactly yeah 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 i went to st joe's which was like pretty close to vic oh yeah yeah of course and it was yeah definitely like a trek to get there from my house (laughs) took a while but st joe's like the the troubled kids school or there was like some bad bad kids 
No, it was like uh it was a weird school. It was like a self-programmed school, like oh right. Maybe yeah. I just knew bad kids that went there. <laughs> oh, most definitely. <laughs> there was also like a French program and like uh all girls academy. There was like seven floors in the school. It was huge. Oh my god. Yeah, so like there's people I'd never seen before. And I'm like, I've gone to school with them for years, I guess. <laughs> Was there like, did you go to school with the kids who were into the same stuff you were into, or were you kind of an outcast being into metal? Uh, I feel there wasn't that many people that were into it there. Like, I can't, a lot of my friends that I grew up with stayed on the north side, but I really wanted to go to that school. So I kind of like, yeah, I went there with only a few friends and I ended up just like making friends with a few people that were musicians and uh yeah there wasn't like a ton of us but there's definitely a small group of people did they have any music like programs or anything that kind of like helped out with your interests yeah they actually they had a music they or there's like a studio or recording studio in the basement of that school like a full-on real studio I think 10 second epic recorded there. Oh yeah. Yeah, like it's like a yeah, legit studio soundproofed. Like so when I was in high school, I would just like get stoned in the morning and go there and play guitar (laughs) instead of go to class. So I guess you could say it helped spark my interest. (laughs) (laughs) That's cool though. But then, yeah, do they like only students are allowed to record there? Like, was Ten Second Epic students, or are they just? I, I think they were students at the time, but I think you can probably get in touch and pay. But like, they had a program, like a music program there, so it was for like learning. But if you like, I went to school there, so I could just go there and use it when people weren't. And I was in one of the music programs too, so. That uh, definitely helped me out, like just learning how to record and use like GarageBand and stuff like that. But it definitely, uh, I guess, came in came in handy years later because now I do a little bit of like home recording. That's kind of like I feel that's what high school does. It comes in sort of handy years later. Yeah, when you yeah. have no idea. Not like, really that useful at the time. That, that's <laughs> my yeah. opinion. Yeah, totally. yeah, I feel like everybody's like, shit, I should have paid more attention to that one thing in high school because I do that now all the time or whatever. Yeah. And were were you into metal and stuff in school, Dylan? Oh, uh, yeah. Later? No, I I was I've been listening to metal since I was like a kid, but I got into like the local underground stuff in grade ten, I think, because I was going to school. I was already listening to a bunch of heavy bands, and then the first semester I met this kid in one of my classes, and he was just like he just saw the band on my T-shirt and told me that I should just be going to local shows instead of listening to that band. Oh, and then and then yeah, and then he told me about avenue theater and i was like that sounds cool so i remember like literally that weekend i just busted i took the 10 coliseum to avenue theater paid five dollars to see five bands play and like Dude, that oh. was it that was the end and end of it for me like every weekend no matter what i just went to avenue theater after that and that's how i like that was 
that was it. And then I just made so many friends from just going to shows for so long. And so, so many kids probably have no idea what Avenue Theater is. Yeah, but it was oh, such, such a, a legendary spot. Like, was, dude, just the so fact cool. that they had shows there and a yeah. skate park, dude. and the, like even the people who used to print like Noah Fast stuff, they worked out of there for a while. Like on yeah, the other yeah. side, it was probably Papa Phil. <laughs> yeah, it was probably Phil. Good friend. Man, that's like, yeah, I remember, I think like I got into like Nirvana and System of a Down in like grade five. And that was like, okay, I got to listen to heavy stuff. But like, yeah, I went to Avenue Theater, same as Dylan when I was very young. And it was like changed my life. I just kept going and seeing crazier shit every time and just totally different types of people into different things that I didn't see you know, at my school or whatever, or within my own friends. Did it ever, like, come full circle? And, have, like, have you ever performed at Avenue? Yeah. Yeah, that was actually Cold Lung's first show was there. So my first heavy band show was there. That's, and, uh, like, pretty incredible to have that narrative. Yeah, it would have been cool if the show was good, but... <laughs> It was like minus like it was one of the coldest days. Like I swear, minus 30. You got the wind chill. It was freezing. Everybody came out. The pipes were frozen in the venue because the heat was broken. Like no water worked. We I could barely play. My fingers were so cold. Nobody stayed. Like it was was a little bit of a train wreck, (laughs) but nonetheless, the first show this way though, like if you know, if it was like a normal night, I wonder if you would even like remember it. You know, like without all that to base yeah. your memory on it, it might have actually been more like bittersweet, but still memorable because of all the like hardships. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah, and I guess you know, nip it in the bud, right? Because like you're not gonna play a hundred percent good shows. And if that's what you're looking for, you're probably not going to stick with it very long. So, well, and everything from then on would have to be better, right? Like, yeah. it couldn't get worse. So, that might have been a good bar to set, too. It was your blessing, Ty. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, okay, I did that and I still liked it. Then the next time I did it, I was like, oh, shit, this is way better. I'll Do you remember doing- your first time, like, in front of people, Dylan? Um, yeah yeah i was um i think it was at god what hall was it it was richie hall i think oh yeah and uh no one knew who londonderry was because jesse wanted jesse wanted it that way he just like refused to make social like social media accounts and he just like got someone to put us on a bill so no one knew anything except that jesse played in the band and then uh we were opening up this show it was our first show i think and uh yeah I, I just remember oh god i think it was um safe and sound might have played might i think oh, contention sick. and safe and sound were there safe and sounds from tacoma or seattle i think and uh i think contention also played there's there's four bands i can't remember the breakbeat probably but i just remember like setting up my stuff and then uh our friend byron walked over and he was like what are you doing and i was like oh i play in this band and he's like what (laughs) (laughs) and then yeah we went on to play like i don't know it was like a all right show for me i thought like no one really fucked up too bad 
<laughs> and uh people told me it was cool after so what i was pretty what nervous year but... was this what year oh, was man. this like 2015 maybe 2015 20 no it, no it had to have been like 2014 i think i think it was 2014 but yeah it was a pretty fun time i really enjoyed it that was cool that's crazy that like sounds like really recent but if you think about it it's like nine years ago yeah that's actually really yeah. scary to think about yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was yeah a lot of stuff i'm talking about i'm like oh god that was a long time ago yeah i don't know it's always fun though playing show even the bad shows are still you know they have their place they're fun yeah sometimes and yeah. like you never know what a bad show or a good show is sometimes like We've seen, I speaking of Power Trip, I've seen Power Trip at Pawn Shop to like, yeah, that was so a pretty cool. small crowd compared to being like the band they became. Yeah. So, you know, oh, you know, it, was, it was before they were big or was it? Yeah, this was, we, oh, yeah. This was their they first would, time in Western Canada. They would like come with hardcore bands. They came with Terror, I think. No, they came with uh, Zibaba and Alpha and Omega that year. Okay. Yeah. 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 And like, yeah, I don't know. If you don't go out to every show because it's, you know, not going to be the coolest or the biggest, you can miss out on a lot of cool shit. Yeah. Was I, the, this the show you were telling me about, Dylan? They were, yes, they were it here was. And then it got canceled and they like popped up at Pawn Shop? Yeah, that was the show. Yeah. They were on a big tour with Alpha and Omega and Zibalba. And uh, they were the they were like the opening band. And I forgot what happened. There was like some tour bus issues or something with one of the vans. So they skipped the Edmonton and Calgary date. Zibalba and Alpha and Omega did. And then Power Trip wanted to play because it was their first time in Western Canada. So instead of just skipping the Alberta shows or the Edmonton and Calgary show, uh, Power Trip just opened up for a local pop punk band at the pawn shop. So they so Power Trip played and then all the local bands played after them. And there was like 50 people there for fucking a power trip and they all left after the band got off. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was pretty funny. It was crazy though. People were going nuts at that show. But like considering, yeah, most bands it's not worth their time or money. That's like yeah. big if they come to play. They didn't make money. They just came to play to those yeah, people. It was really cool. Yeah. It's a it's a very cool thing, I think. I, I appreciated it. Yeah, that's like such a endearing story i hear a lot of things like that happen in the city like over the years people always have little stories like that but then i feel that our scene in whatever like subculture it is is always kind of looked down on like not just hardcore and metal anything like art photography indie music i mean besides like big names that have come out of here, people always kind of like look down on us, but we have all these like ties to, yeah. I, mean, I, I guess that's more like looks good on Power Trip. All we did was exist while they came here, but it's still like a very cool story. Yeah, yeah. they wanted you could tell those guys just like playing shows and just wanted to rock, like that was it. It's so cool, and everyone loves hearing stories like that, but no one wants to, like, you know. A lot of people just don't want to like deal with all the underground stuff until it's like kind of bigger and sicker for them to go to or more well, it's easier for them to go to, you know? Yeah. I yeah. find anyways. And that that is what's cool about hardcore is they're trying to 
kind of make something for like those people that are coming out for the first time yeah something to like come back you know did you know if if power trip played here again after that or was that the only time no they played here a couple times that you're right ty they actually did play with terror they played with terror and code orange kids yeah they did yeah 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 and it was a pawn shop and yeah still wasn't like uh, it, it it wasn't opening for anthrax you know what yeah. i mean <laughs> yeah. yeah so yeah but, they came yeah. here like two times after that one show though i think they've headlined here yeah like, they had pawn shop at pawn shop yeah so they like they headlined a bigger venue than they opened the last time they headlined starlight room too after matt or after um or yeah was that last right. album yeah. nightmare logic came out they they had that tour so yeah, they they're like a just super successful band, yeah. but it's really cool that tour that they came through where they played Pawn Shop with Terror. The next day in Calgary, they played a school's gymnasium, which was which was so cool. That's wild. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. yeah, it was awesome. I love that stuff though. Yeah, like, the DIY when, make it happen doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, like when Cold Lungs toured with Times Tide, we played the smallest towns. And like we played Dauphin because Ben, he's from Dauphin. And I remember he just said, like, the five kids that come here, it's going to mean more to them than like the 50 kids in the city that see this every weekend. And I don't know, that was like kind of stuck with me, I guess. Because like, even if not a lot of people are there, it's still like, there's still individual people that are just excited to be there. So like a lot of the smaller shows are kind of sick <laughs> if you look at it like that. And you can still yeah. have a lot of fun. Yeah, I've actually been been talking about that type of thing recently. I used to get like super like stressed out and anxious about like if we were gonna have a good turnout for any like nowhere fast stuff, but I've been trying to like think about it with that logic, like even if it's not such a huge crowd, the people who are there are probably having the best time. Whereas yeah. if it's a bigger crowd, it might like not resonate the same way with everyone. So yeah. I, don't know, there's, there, I agree. There's something about those small shows. Like they definitely mean more to the people. They're more intimate for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like you should still give your hundred percent for those shows and those people. Yeah. Know, like, and it, yeah, could even just like, yeah, be more important. And that could be the reason they start their band. Because somebody finally came to their, you know, little yeah. shithole city and they got stoked and they started a band and moved. And that happens so much. Like, yeah, totally. Well, goddamn Nickelback. Look at that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah look at that goddamn now. Yeah. <laughs> you know what happened if Cold Bugs Power didn't play Nickelback's hometown? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there would be no Nickelback. <laughs> The, I don't want to live in a world without Nickelback. Yeah, I don't think anyone does. What you, gotta, you, need, you need the bad guy. Someone what other Canadian at. export would we have? Yeah. Do you guys have any other shows planned for the, the cold months? No, that's the last one of the year. And then we don't really have anything planned for the new year. Yeah, maybe just try to write some more stuff. Yeah, like we just put out that album. So after you like, once you finish writing that, by the time you're done recording it, it's months and months and months go by. So now we've just kind of been writing music and 
we'll play this show and maybe like another one in the new year but after a while you kind of want some new material to play too yeah which and yeah which takes time in itself right but that's kind of I think the goal at the moment we have a couple songs in the works or some ideas ready and like how many I don't know uh as much about metal as I should, but what's like an ideal, like how many tracks do you, uh, like are you talking about an EP or an LP? Uh, I I guess we haven't really clarified. Hey, Dylan? Yeah, I don't think so. Because the last thing we did was pretty long. I guess it'd be like a full length, right? Yeah, but the twenty five. Yeah. Yeah. So, I whatever we do next, like, we could just kind of be like, hey, here's a few songs. Let's put them out. Yeah. We talked about maybe doing a split with another band. So, like, us do two songs, them do two or something. Um, the yeah. splits like that happen more, like, these days. Seems to be a bit more collaboration in, like, all subcultures. So I wonder if it's the same with metal. I don't know. I mean, they've been... That's been a, as far as I've ever known about music, that's always been a thing. Like, yeah, you know, bands co- doing collabs together. Um, I think like the way I, we would want to do it is like a pretty hardcore punk thing where it's like you share kind of like half of a, you know, record or vinyl. So just two songs each sort of thing. But yeah, we're not like writing music together necessarily. Yeah. Is that how it works? Like in in your like genre stuff, is it more collaborating on an album instead of like hip hop and stuff, like featuring on a song? Yeah, I'd say so. It's yeah, like even though anything I've been a part of is more just like, okay, send us your track. It's not even like a cohesive idea. It's like your side and my side, sort of thing. So well, yeah, like a full distinction between the two. That's yeah. yeah. Sometimes they even do separate art, like on the front. You know what I mean? That's I think cool. for like a lot of punk and hardcore, it's straight up to save money. On, yeah. <laughs> like, vinyl and stuff, right? Yeah. That's and, funny. Like, Something could be like done kind of for financial reasons, but like at the end of the day, it's kind of just like a sick idea. Yeah, it just becomes a part of the culture. <laughs> yeah, I, man, I love a split. It's I've been introduced to so many cool new bands from splits. Yeah, um, and like that is kind of a thing of the past because with physical copies, that was the whole thing. It's like, oh, you buy a CD or an album and you get a taste of something else too. Yeah. And punk bands only write like three minutes of song, like a minute <laughs> yeah. song anyways. But like now with digital music, like putting a split on Spotify, there's like, not much of a point i think it's yeah more to, to keep keep it going it's i think it's still cool as hell i love yeah that. yeah like i would even like to collab like art wise and i think that'd be cool like i'm not against like you do yours i do mine well, yeah i'm pretty the, open-minded about the whole thing yeah yeah what's the ideal way to release music like do you guys like vinyl or cassettes I love physical. I love having physicals. Yeah. I used to, I slowed down. I, I still kind of collect tapes, but uh, I really slowed down. But yeah, I just love having physicals. Yeah. Personally. I, tapes are like, I think that, like what we do the most probably. 
because vinyls are really expensive there's yeah huge wait times like you you really gotta sell them you don't want you're gonna lose money if you don't it becomes a bigger thing whereas like cds are pretty cheap and you end up just like giving them out i feel like but tapes are like a cool little collector thing that like you don't make a lot of money but i find people just like them like i don't even have a tape player but i still buy tapes so (laughs) yeah i actually i don't own a tape player but i have plenty of tapes yeah like you go to the i always get like records and cassettes at shows and then just like listen to the digital download but collect the physical item Man, totally. punk, punk sounds so sick with like a, a the hiss of a tape player too. Dude, like, yeah, <laughs> it's just so good. It completes it, I think. And yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, just you don't need to like listen to the physical copies anymore. But yeah, they're yeah. just cool to have. And when you go to the merch table and you don't have thirty bucks, you probably got five or ten for a tape at least. And yeah, you could like have something cool to go home with. Yeah. Have you guys done vinyl in the past, though? My band I... Cold Lungs has, but that's the only band I've been in that has before. Has Power of Evil done cassettes? I we're think going we're going to. Yeah, we're getting some printed for the show. Yeah. So um, and I think we're going to have 50, I think Justin said. He's the, yeah. he's the tape master, so. Yeah, he's making them. Yeah. And uh, he's got a whole setup for that. But yeah, no, I think merch, like, yeah, vinyl, I'm not in a huge rush to ever do, even if you have enough time for it. But yeah, tapes, I think, are always solid. I'm pretty into the idea of doing other styles of merch. Like, we've talked about a belly clava. I think <laughs> yeah. that would be pretty sick. <laughs> yeah. Commit crimes in a power of evil belly clava. That'd be yeah, sick exactly. Hell. Yeah, get your power of evil belly clava with the rolling papers. For like, <laughs> you know, have you you only done like short sleeve tees so far? Yeah, power of evil. We haven't like been a band for a super long time. Like, yeah, I initially started it with a guy named Brett, and uh, it was just me and him and we were just planning on recording and not putting out like doing shows. And then we just wanted to play shows because we, you know, we love playing shows, but I don't know. We've never, and if we would play a show and then there would be a lot of like time before we do something else. And then the pandemic happened and yeah, like we never really, it's like every time we'd get started up, we would kind of slow down and then, yeah yeah this last like since dylan's joined has been the most active we've kind of been in a row without kind of being halted yeah so it's the first time we actually needed merch where we had more than one like we had a couple shows this year so whereas before we'd have one show booked so we wouldn't really order anything or is there gonna be new merch for the the show on the 22nd or just cassettes uh, I, I think, think the tapes are going to be the only new merch. Otherwise, we still have a bunch of our logo T-shirts. Oh yeah, yeah okay. logos, stickers, tapes. Yeah, oh yeah, stickers but, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we just give them out. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I still um, have a shirt for you, by the way. I've been holding on to it since summer. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I was gonna say it, it sucks that 
<laughs> I, I maybe there is a way like to get carried down to nine and on ten, but it, it's hard for me to get my chair down there. Like I yeah. live like two blocks away. Maybe I'll come over when you guys are playing and get something to go down and get me in tape and a shirt. Oh hell yeah! Just text me, man. I'll uh, I'll run that. Oh yeah, I guess nice to say I, hi. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> be... think I could just yeah. get you directly, but oh, yeah, that, I I think I will for sure, unless it's minus fifty. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. I hope not. Yeah. If that's the case, we could just pop by too. Yeah, yeah, totally. Man, yeah, it sucks. There's not a lot of venues. Like I think Black Bar is one of the better ones that. I don't have stairs yeah as far as i can't think of yeah most of them suck ass for that aviary only has a couple but still like yeah no no there are stairs i've been in in the aviary but even then i had to get i don't know if i had to get carried up the couple or if my girlfriend just kind of like popped me uh, like kind of like wheelied me on yeah me on each level i'm sure Maybe I'll look into it and see. I can because I've been like carried. I don't. I don't weigh that much, and my chair is pretty light. So usually, like uh, two or three or four people can like kind of carry me in or out of somewhere. So maybe I'll I'll try to work it out. I would love to to come see you guys, and it's so close to where Sarah and I live. So yeah, man, that'd be sick. And the the bouncer is like the most jacked dude you've ever oh seen at ninety nine ten. He's so huge. He should have. Oh no, yeah, yeah, no, no. <laughs> I, I definitely. <laughs> that guy could actually probably carry me. Just like dude, yeah, he's hand. got you. Yeah, he's got you over his head, man. Yeah. <laughs> so did did the pandemic like get in the way for? Uh, obviously, it it did for like touring and playing, but. Even just releasing music, I am I wrong? I I swear you were telling me a story, Dylan, about you put out an album and then didn't really get to like perform it. Is, is that um, maybe it was maybe it was someone else? I think it might have been someone else because when when was your last release? Like when did your last album come out? The this summer it was what was it August. August fifth, I think we yeah, released. Yeah, a couple months. No, no, it must have been someone else. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, must have been. I think, but man, I feel that man. Any any artist who like released new stuff in like February of 2020 got got shut down hard, and I feel yeah. bad for them. Yeah. Oh, I've, I've had a few friends like kind of make music say like with that album or whatever they put out in that time like might as well have just not existed yeah that sucks way too much happening in the world for anyone to like sit down and like absorb a digital release yeah and and, like all of the hype that you have off of an album release like just goes to waste i think no shows you like yeah that's that's a bummer like social media is so important but when everybody has it like those shows really do help stand out absolutely and like make it you know an event and a thing people want to do but like i can put an album out tonight if i wanted to just plug my guitar you know anybody can do it so like yeah sometimes just digital you don't get as much attention 
and like every famous person and their dog started doing it because it was the <laughs> pandemic so it's like why well, can't I compete with fucking Joe Rogan like you know like there's people going who that got like attention and stuff so yeah I feel bad for those people I don't think we released anything just to laughter yeah I don't think so but it was and like an did it, it just work out that way or like did you strategically plan to wait it out oh no way it just i think it was like an ambition killer for a while but i we like we definitely finished some of the music like once we could jam again but for most of it i feel like we slowed down because like we would jam like twice a week like minimum we would always be at it we would practice so much and yeah when we were playing shows we would play at least one month like every every month in Edmonton and we'd go out to Calgary pretty often but yeah during the pandemic it was like everything just slowed right down and then kind of once things opened up and we got a show we kind of just got our asses in gear and finished the album I feel like yeah I think yeah that sounds about right like yeah just kind of like worked on it slowly and then just all like before we put it out for like a couple months we really really went in like worked on it that like i mean in the end that's probably the best approach whether it was intentional or it just worked out that way that like seems like kind of the best way to go about it like at least then you're not doing what we were talking about where you put something out and it's just kind of like completely overlooked yeah forgotten in the mix of everything else yeah no absolutely i w- I mean i feel like i kind of scattered myself over the pandemic like i kind of tried to do a few new things and then you know i try to record at home and just make my own music and then finish the album and then get into a different hobby because i think everyone was just trying to fill their time I wish I kind of like focused more on one thing. Like I probably could have written a whole nother album <laughs> in those two or three years, but yeah. I guess everybody thinks about it. Like, Oh, I could have got more done. Right. Do you always operate like that? Or was that kind of a pandemic occurrence or are you always trying to like do a bunch at once? Uh, I feel like I'm usually a bit more focused. I like to just, you know, have one or two things I work on. I think that was more of a pandemic thing. Like I felt like I had so much time, but I didn't really, I had to work through the whole thing. So I didn't really gain like a year off or anything. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I guess it was just kind of like, well, since we're not doing shows, like now I'm forced to think about what else I can do sort of thing. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, well, I've done this for, the last six years playing shows writing music to play shows and now that's at a halt so what do i do so i'm like well i'll try different types of music or i'll play at home or yeah i did finish some of the albums stuff like that but yeah i uh i got into like yeah drawing and kind of yeah spread myself a bit thin i think it's better to focus on one or two things and just go really into that than a bunch of things for me personally. Yeah, I I do that sometimes too. I go through waves of like trying to you know, 
take on like a few different interests at once and it's always fun especially like in the eye of the storm but then when I'm out of it looking back I kind of wish I would have focused on like maybe like not just one of them but maybe less of them like you know maybe not like five things at once I could have picked like two or three and and tried them but it it also it's kind of a good like crash course right you like learn what works and what doesn't like trying out stuff so the more you can try out the more you can learn from it yeah i mean it is good to try stuff and you don't always have to have a hundred percent efficiency or a goal with everything you do so you know you can just try a new thing to try a new thing right but i guess music's just been a constant my whole life so it was like kind of weird to try to like branch out from that almost have yeah. you <clears throat> you ever like taken a, a break like no, an extended never. break or you just been like go 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 the pandemic was the longest i went without playing a show like even in winter, like I'm pretty sure I played a show every month at least. Like, I've, it was. I, I've never <clears throat> been in like less than two bands. I feel like so. It was definitely weird, uh, not going to shows. Yeah, like, from going to shows to not going to shows, I felt like there is just something empty, you know, something inside. Like, yeah, like I'm like a pretty social person. <clears throat> I feel like, but I I don't know. It's hard for me to like stand still. And like not have a purpose sometimes, like just to meet up. But like a show is like something to do and look at. And yeah. it's kind of like little breaks and conversation, which I I kind of like that. I don't know. I just everything about the show, like aside from the music, obviously, like yeah. I'm saying, I, I just love it. It's a fun, fun thing to do, right? And you meet so many people. And what uh I always like ask people this when they uh are performers of some sort like you don't have to tell me all the secrets but for some reason it always interests me to know if people are kind of getting like messed up when they're performing like are you guys pretty sober when you're up there or like the opposite or play it by Uh, ear i i like to have like a couple of beers but not like I, i don't think i've ever been like playing a show like super hammered I've definitely played drunk (laughs) and like, you know, smoked some weed and like, I mean, we played Vancouver and we smoked weed on stage while we were setting up and playing. So like, I mean, I've definitely done it in every state. I feel like, cause like, I I don't know when you're on the road and you play like seven shows every day in a night, if you're not driving that night, you know, sometimes you, you know, you're you're on vacation. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah, know, it's, of course. you're not like blackout drunk. I've never not remembered a show sort of thing, but like, yeah, definitely, you know, it's nice sometimes just to take the edge off. Like I have stage fright still. Yeah, after that's, 10 years. I think that's mostly what it is. It's just the nerves. So you just want to yeah. get like a beer or two in you before you like, I don't know, before you go make an ass of yourself potentially. Yeah, but it's like, always just fun anyways, man. It's been 10 years and I still <laughs> have to use the bathroom like until I go on the stage because I'm so nervous. I'm like, <laughs> it's just you hide behind my guitar. Like I still couldn't talk in front of a crowd. I don't, you know, I'd be so scared to do that on a stage. But 
you just get used to doing the one thing you do, I guess. And yeah, it, beer can definitely loosen you up. <laughs> probably yeah. depends like how how fucked up people get, like depending uh when they play, like whether they open or close or wherever they fall in between those. Oh, totally. Yeah. Well, yeah, it can be like a long night, right? Like say like whether you're playing a local show or you're on tour, like they usually want you showing up hours before the show starts and you got to set everything up and load it all in. And then you're with your friends and you usually go get like a beer and food. And like, if you're playing, you know, you get there at the venue at five or six and you're playing at 11, that's a long night. And sometimes you're like, Oh shit, I've had a few more beers than I thought by the time you go up. Right. Yeah. And yeah, but yeah, I don't know. I've never like had, blacked yeah. out before a set or yeah, anything no. <laughs> yeah we had uh it wasn't even alcohol related but cold lungs played winnipeg and it was we we're a three-piece and the other two guys the drummer and the singer and bass player they got food poisoning so they were puking until they went on and then like the bass player screaming the whole set and they were they were messed up and people watched them puke in between songs and were like grossed out <laughs> i was grossed out i was like oh what the fuck <laughs> luckily I didn't that's order- so unfortunate dude. i i didn't order the pasta sauce so <laughs> i was fine at least they like they still perform though that's like a, a true it's, champion those are yeah. some soldiers right there I feel like I've only ever played with like really passionate people and you know, you put your life on hold and save and lose money to go travel to play. And, you know, I don't know if you're going to do that, you're going to, you're going to pull through usually like, I like playing with people with that mentality. Like, yeah. Yeah. Most important thing in the world you can get, you know, I don't know. Yeah. It's inspiring. Like in its own way. What yeah, like what what day is the twenty second? Yeah, um, yeah. Like what day different. of the week? Let's see. It, it is a, it's a Thursday. Thursday. Yeah. Hmm. I'm sure. I'm thinking. I'll 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 push. So my episode, I'll switch stuff around so I make sure this releases before that, just to kind of promote that. Oh, show. dude, thank you. That'd be great. Yeah, that's so Thursday is normally my release, but maybe I'll I do Mondays and Thursdays, so I do the Monday before. Oh, right on, man. Dude, that would mean so much. Thanks. A yeah. Lot. Yeah. No, that would. I I always try to. Never, I I don't want to be like corny and like aggressive about it. But if I can like do an interview with like people, have like a nice convo, but also use it to kind of organically like push whatever I'm talking to them about, it's kind of a win-win. Yeah, totally. Just thinking like, oh, I wonder if this will even be up by then, but. I have a ton of episodes on ice with people and a lot of them are kind of friends of mine. So no one will mind if I push theirs and slot you guys in before that. So right on. Yeah. Cool. I, hopefully the show won't be like sold out by the time someone hears that and is interested so that they can discover something cool and new to them. Is it, uh, how's it, it, 
doing right now like can you get tickets already yeah you can buy tickets online if you go to the uh the best way i know is to just look for foundation events on instagram and then he usually has all the ticket info in their bio but uh from what i heard tickets are selling pretty good yeah yeah i i've seen it like on a ton of people's like stories and stuff like more more than the avid like people i didn't even know were gonna end this type of thing yeah yeah i think the franklin's reunion has people talking you know that's pretty cool is that um like their first reunion show they played one a while back like a seven or eight years ago i think i'm pretty sure it was at the buckingham i could be wrong but that was it was really fun it was lots of fun but other than that, these guys like don't really play shows anymore. They're like, and it's like some old Edmonton punk from like the early 2000s and stuff. Yeah. So it's pretty cool when a band like that is just getting back together just to for one, a one off or something every couple yeah. of years. It's like people get really hyped too. Like, yeah, that used to watch them and stuff. It brings out a lot of old punks, which is super cool to see always. Like, I've heard it's almost sold out apparently. So I think it's going to be a good show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It'll be fun. And the real sickies are dope. Yeah. Sickies are super fun. That'll be an energetic set for sure. It's a pretty mixed bill, but they all kind of work. It's all fast. Yeah. Who? What's the entire card? It's Power of Evil, Franklin's, and who else? The real sickies. Oh, just one other. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, That's it. Yeah. Just a three band banger. So yeah, and like we're all kind of like punk, but a different different flavor. Yeah. And like, yeah, it should be really fun. I hope I hope everybody likes us. We're kind of the more extreme band, I feel like, on the bill. Yeah. Franklin's are pretty quick, but but yeah, just or the most metal, I guess. Yeah, know? yeah, definitely the probably the heaviest, yeah. But uh yeah, I'm so stoked. And we have the most class. lyrics about piss. Yeah, pro- well, we don't know that. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Are you guys gonna perform any like unreleased stuff, or is it all tracks off that last album? It's gonna be all tracks off the album. Yeah. Yeah. Just we have. I think we've only played one show since we released it, or maybe not even. Have we? I think we played one. Right? No, yeah. we haven't actually. Yeah, we haven't had a show since. Um yeah this spring i think yeah we played some of this on that show but we didn't release it yet yeah so, so yeah I guess like it, it's released but it's for for the majority like it's kind of unheard especially live yeah yeah like we've only played one show with these songs but we didn't announce they were new songs or we didn't put them online like we pretty much just start our set and play till we're done. We don't do talking or anything. So I don't think anybody would have had any clue the new ones, you know? Yeah. Is that that's how you guys always are? Like just ready to business? Yeah. I, I don't think, think so. I, I can't remember a band that I've played. I don't think I've played in a band that's ever done banter. Like Cold Lungs specifically we've decided to not not say a single word except for like thank you after and we only would if like something broke and we're like oh well this is awkward (laughs) and we had like you know difficulties 
Yeah. I think that's been like a point of every band I've ever been in is like we've never done banter. Like I personally just feel like I have nothing worth saying important enough to stop playing music. Like, Our banter I, is just like hissing and yelling at you while the music is playing already. Yeah, like yeah. even feeding or other uh, my other band, it's a death metal band, but once a song is finished, it's like one, two, three, four, next song. It's just straight music. And I don't know, that's kind of what you're there for, right? Like, yeah. I've never really understood doing big speeches or anything at shows. <laughs> as much as sometimes some people are good talkers and I'm into it. But sometimes I'm just kind of like waiting for the next song, you know? <laughs> yeah, now I'm I'm thinking of like someone playing loud, intense metal, but having like some polite crowd banter at the beginning and mine kind of yeah it kills the vibe huh yeah Yeah. but definitely throw off like the the whole the way the crowd perceives it could be good it could be bad too yeah it depends how good you are at it yeah it's true it's true i mean hardcore bands pull it off they'll be like thank you so much for coming you know save the animals now fucking kill your friends and then start a (laughs) riff yeah yeah but yeah i don't know is like the the fact that you guys are playing with these two other bands is it kind of like coincidental or what was there any like logic to like putting you three together uh dave quirk of soundation events is the promoter and like the guy behind this whole deal and he's just a really solid guy that has been giving us a lot of great shows and he just offered us a show without giving us any names. And normally I don't really like doing that, but he's just a solid, solid guy. And the show is a, yeah, like a bit different normally. Like he'll usually put us on more metal shows, but it's, I think it just works so well. We're super stoked. He asked us. Yeah. But it's all his, all his doing. So definitely shout out to his uh, foundation events. They do. I think he does some of the best punk shows. He's very, he's the one bringing in bootlicker and all the cool punk bands are playing his shows, in my opinion. Yeah, I know him uh, a tiny bit through the studio, I think. And he, uh, he's been doing it for a while, right? Like he used to like tour with bands as well. I think he, he really seems to know what he's talking about whenever I've had a chance to chat with him. Yeah, definitely. Like just style wise and music wise and like the way he curates things are the way the things I like. So I'm just stoked he asked us to play because I go to shows shows anyways. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. He's he's definitely a bit older than us. I know he's been doing it probably a lot longer than we have. He would probably be a sick guest, honestly. Yeah, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I I was just thinking about that like the. The gears were turning in my head as we were talking about this. Man, you're well, you're branching out into music, right? Like there's so many good promoters. JFK could tell you oh, a thousand JFK, stories. Yeah. He probably has some crazy stories. Like he's brought in every big punk band, every big like like big bands. Yeah, I actually I know him and Tony Bit from when we were younger too. He's he's an absolute legend. He basically like from what I know, kind of broad hardcore like to the city. 
yeah he was definitely time. like doing things that i have not seen a lot of people do as far as putting on shows goes i never thought i'd be able to see old 1980s new york hardcore bands in edmonton alberta in the 2010s but jfk did it you know he brought agnostic frontier twice chromex here multiple times Madball, all these crazy tours he just what all the big canadian bands come back kid they're all everybody works with jfk because you you know you know him he's a a good guy Yeah. yeah what uh you guys mentioned like nine on ten and the Buckingham, what are some other like good venues that have, I mean, and Avenue as well. What are other like good venues that are kind of supporting the type of music that you guys make? I think Black Bar is doing all right right now. Yeah, that's a new one. And it's, uh, yeah, it's pretty sick. Just off White Ave there. Yeah, the uh, Aviary, they're, they're doing tons. Where, yeah. Where's Black Bar? Like White Ave and what? It's like God. it's right off uh it's White Avenue, right on White, and it's where pretty, old plush used to be. <laughs> it's like pretty close to yeah, 109. Like yeah, not too far off of it. But yeah, you just walk right in, like it's sweet. The bands literally play right there. Yeah, street level. Yeah. yeah, no, the black bar is more by like tops liquor and like the Boston pizza and like Oh yeah. yeah. I know I know there's gotta be a good chunk of your listeners who know where Tops Liquor is. Oh yeah. so, who doesn't? <laughs> yeah. yeah, so like it's probably wide and like 107. Yeah, roughly. Like you could you can definitely just walk from 109. It's within three blocks, I'd say. And they're they're new, newish. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what was there before, but it is like a punk hardcore rock and roll kind of bar that's what they're going for and like yeah the people that were there i think they had you know stuff to do with some other hardcore themed or you know metal bars and stuff but yeah we've uh played a few shows there with my death metal band feeding and they've been really fun like really good turnouts i think just being on white ave it's pretty central it's easy for people to get to yeah, that's a, a great location. Yeah, and I like, didn't I think don't know. much cool stuff happened on White Ave these days, but maybe I'm wrong. I don't know of much. Like, I tend to avoid White Ave, especially on like drinking nights. Yeah, the yeah. show and go nights. Like, I'm not a huge fan of that, but that's kind of a bit off. It's like far from the kind of heart of it. And yeah, I don't know. It just it definitely feels like a kind of side, like a little island off from like the main White Ave theme. Yeah, it's a break and like for if sure. you want something to do, it's still like really fun. You can go watch a yeah. band and you know and not go get grab not, a, grab yeah, a not have some after. dude throw a lime at you after. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Aviary, you say is a good one. I know whenever I like drive by there, whenever there's like a punk show or something happening. It looks packed full of like pretty cool people. Lots of like black and white tees and Doc Martens. Yeah, definitely. It sells out. And like, I don't know. I love the neighborhood. And yeah, it's a good venue. The people that own it are super cool. They put on everything too. Like, I'm pretty sure there's like art events there. Like, 
You can yeah, book last the time I was there was an art show. Yeah, nothing, yeah. nothing to do with music. They hosted, yeah, like a garage sales sort of thing one time. This dude was like selling like 300 guitars. So he just like set up in there. Cool. Dang. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a, I mean, I like that. It's a pretty cool spot. Those people ran uh, the artery. Do you remember that venue? Yeah. 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 I think they're, so the artery, the aviary, just like a different, different spot. But yeah, it's solid. I'm trying to think where else. There's not like a ton, like Buck and like Black Barn. Buck takes on uh, some decent shows these days, yeah. Starlight, that's kind of like the go-tos for me lately, all the shows I've been wanting to see. And the Aviary. Yeah. And then is there, there's still like a healthy uh, community hall scene? Dude, yeah. I mean, Dylan, like, <laughs> I think our first show back from the pandemic was mostly kids and mostly people we've never seen, like, yeah, that I was feel very like there's cool. tons of people just like that want to experience live music that didn't get to over the pandemic. Yeah, I feel like a lot of kids turned 18 over the pandemic and then never had like and they listened to punk and metal and but and never like, had shows to YouTube. go to. Yeah. So like when they turned 18, they could finally go to all the sick bar shows. So after the pandemic, the places like all the shows were packed. It was sick. Yeah, I think they are <clears> like every show I've been to still lots been of young really kids. good. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't know, I, if that, that's a thing. Like, I don't know if there's that strong, like, you don't always see the same faces. Like, a lot of people that you've seen going to shows 10 years ago aren't going anymore. But there's so many new people always coming. Like, Edmonton, I feel like, is super good for that. I don't know. Yeah, and like, I mean, every, every fan obviously counts. But it, I always think, like, the young ones count maybe a little bit more because then they they're the ones like with the longevity they they start hanging out when they're young they're gonna be coming out to stuff for the next couple decades hopefully and like yeah maybe they're gonna enjoy it enough to like put it on for young kids when they're older you know yeah. what I mean? start up a and sick band like yeah just kind of you know pass the torch on yeah. or whatever and if people like doing it and have fun, people are going to put on the shows. Like nobody's paying their bills being like a punk promoter. And yeah. if you are, you're, you're probably ripping people off. <laughs> have you noticed that at all? Like coming out of the pandemic, is there more bands being formed? I honestly don't notice that. I think there, I wish there was more. Maybe I'm just like not aware yeah, but I feel like it's a lot of like there's like the same bands playing. Like, I I wish there was more. Like, yeah. What do you think, Dylan? I I don't know if I notice like a ton of new bands. Yeah, like, maybe I see a, a couple, lot of tu- but touring bands. But I haven't been to like a full like all new band bill. Like, there's that pre-breaker band. They're a new band. Yeah, they're they played cool. one show. But uh, yeah, like I don't know. I feel bad. <laughs> I was like, I yeah. just can't think of like many new bands, honestly. Like, I, there's more new bands from Calgary, I think, than I can think of than from Edmonton. Yeah, at the moment, yeah. What, what I know, like, when I was younger, I knew a lot of like kids that came from Calgary that were in like hardcore and metal bands. 
but they all like you know like kids from here would go there and vice versa is is the scene still intertwined that way i don't I, see that as much like, i, I remember say, yeah. yeah i remember people just like loading into cars to go for like local bands yeah, yeah. and like I, now the like you have wild rose but that's like a big fest like people traveled for but yeah you don't see that on a saturday i definitely used to see it a lot more years ago than i do now like even my me and my friends used to like participate in like the whole weekend warrior go for the show deal like i we used to do that a lot all over the prairies yeah exactly it was like a couple we're all young yeah yeah exactly just for like a cool local show and like you used to see that a lot here too like vice versa people would you'd have friends from calgary drop in for a cool show but i don't see a whole lot of that anymore honestly yeah like yeah maybe there is like a younger scene that we're just like totally unaware of but yeah we're boomers now yeah we're (laughs) (laughs) is it actually that uh kind of brings up a question the age range, like of, of people, like kind of in your lane of stuff, are you guys like actually on on the old end of it? Or I'd say, it... I'd say as, so. As like, far as like shows go, yeah, like attendees a lot of the time. Yeah, but like there, there's definitely like older, like there's people in their forties plus that are going to these shows and booking these shows and playing these shows. It's just like yeah, smaller crowd, like. The majority is young people, for sure. Yeah, younger than us. Anyways. And, like, we're probably, like, you know, <clears throat> we're not, like, these ancient people. There's still, like, a lot of people our age there, but... Yeah. feel old next to, like, an 18-year-old. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, like, you're a different generation, right? Like, at least I do. That's just something I've been aware of sometimes at these shows. I'm just like, dang, I feel Yeah. Old. It was <laughs> definitely... Think- it's crazy when you, like... <laughs> when you're going to shows for so long and then one day you just like don't recognize the majority of the people at the show and then that's when that's when it really hits you that you're like getting older and the scene is staying young you know (laughs) and like you're like kind of dressed a bit not different but like you know trends are a lot different than when you were going yeah yeah it's like oh shit like i'm down with it i love it i think kids should do whatever the hell they want yeah and you know have fun I don't want to be that old guy. That's the like, gatekeeping oh. old guy. Yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. that's like, oh, it's this way or whatever. But yeah, it. I feel like it's something I've started to notice just recently. It's good that like that's a good approach to the like being aware of it, but not like not hating on it and not like pushing back against it, like just making note of it. That's oh a good yeah to do it. yeah i mean it is it is what it is everybody the, ages yeah the scene isn't gonna listen to like one one guy who thinks it should be a certain way anyway yeah so, so if you feel that way you're just gonna be miserable and not want to go to shows because you think young kids are doing it worse than you did which is so stupid like jump on board and make friends and have yeah. fun with it or let people do that yeah don't don't like gatekeep kids maybe just like mentor them or fucking like help them out if they have questions or something you know yeah like everybody was into something that's lame or did something lame until they didn't yeah just chill out (laughs) yeah no no of course i agree with that not not enough people really like preach that so like good on both of you oh well i love seeing the young kids at the shows it's super cool 
Yeah. yeah, I mean, I would rather encourage people if I could. I don't have much to give or encourage, yeah. but if the opportunity's there, like, I don't want to, I mean, we all know what it's like to be insecure or young, and they're just, like, going out and trying this new thing. Yeah, of course. I, I'll let you guys get on with your evening. Thanks uh, so much for chatting with me. But before I let you go, do you guys want to take a minute to, uh, like, let people know where they can find Power of Evil on, on the internet or wherever they can find it? Yeah, well, uh, we're playing December 22nd at 9910 with some pretty cool bands. And then also... Uh, we're on Spotify and Apple Music and all those places too. YouTube Music, even I think. Bandcamp. Bandcamp at Power of Evil four twenty. Four twenty. Bandcamp dot com. We yeah, there's two different. You you'll find our first album on a different Bandcamp. Yeah, just the Power of Evil Bandcamp, the one that we're locked out of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll, uh, before I put this up too, I'll I'll send you a message, Dylan, and make sure to get all the links so I can. Fill them out properly and send kids in the red spot. But totally sounds good, man. Yeah, yeah. Thank you guys very much. That Thanks was... for having us, Wes. It was good talking yeah. to you. Yeah. This was a uh, very cool experience. Thank you yeah. so much. Awesome. Well, thank you for uh, making time to answer my questions. I'll, course, uh, hopefully course. I'll see you guys on the 22nd. Yeah, sounds good, man. Hope to see you. Absolutely. Cool. Have fun. Thanks. Yeah, right on. Cool. Thanks a lot, man. Have a good night. Yeah, yeah you too.